I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Girlfriend's Guide to Sports podcast. My name is Claire Coles. And this is your weekly update. It's Monday, December 5th. Let's start with what you missed over the last week. Then we'll move on to what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. So to start out, because it is the first episode of a new month, that means we have to cover coming up this month, what to watch. So obviously we have been in the midst of the FIFA World Cup. That continues through the 18th of this month is when the final will be. Then conference championships for NCAA football was this past weekend. Obviously that was in December, but not for the first episode of the December. So I'm hitting on that a week after. But you get the point. Um, also, this coming up weekend will be the Heisman Trophy presentation. That will be on December 10th. I will hit on that later as well. And then bowl games begin this month on December 16th. And that is what to watch out for in the month of December. We do have a little bit of baseball news to start with. Three-time Cy Young Award winner and Astro Justin Verlander is moving to New York. He will play with the Mets for $86 million for two years. There is a third-year option on that contract. Verlander joined the Astros in 2017 from the Detroit Tigers and proceeded to win two World Series with the Houston team. So personally, as an Astros fan and as someone who knows a lot of Astros fan, this was definitely a blow. Moving along to basketball, starting with the NBA. The NBA is actually loosening restrictions on recruiting high school students. So in the middle of this month, NBA teams will be allowed to attend several key high school tournaments. So there's still no change to the age limit for the draft, which is a player must be one year removed from graduating high school and turning 19 in the calendar year of the draft. But the league is actually loosening restrictions and allowing teams to go to these tournaments. So baby steps, people. 
Exciting news for Clippers fans. Leonard and Paul George will both be able to return to the game on Monday night against the Hornets. So Leonard was out the previous six games while George has missed the last seven. This dynamic duo is expected to be back for Monday night's game. In the NCAA basketball, it was week four and number six Baylor had a bad first half to their game versus Marquette to get the week started getting outscored by double literally 25 to 51 needless to say the Bears lost that game things continue to spiral for number 18 UNC but at least this time they lost to a higher ranked opponent in number 10 Indiana however that was not the case on Sunday of this past week the Tar Heels also dropped a game to VTech Rival number 17, Duke, bounced back nicely to beat number 25, Ohio State. Sticking with the Big Ten, number 20, Michigan State lost badly to Notre Dame 70-52 to on Wednesday and then lost to Northwestern on Sunday. In one of the big matchups of the week, number two, Texas came out strong and beat number 17, Creighton. That started a bit of a bad trend for the Blue Jays as Creighton then also lost to Nebraska on Sunday as well. Number four, Arizona lost to unranked Utah by 15. In a NCAA title rematch, number six, Baylor bounced back from their earlier loss in the week to beat number 14, Gonzaga, by one. And 22, Maryland made a statement beating number 16, Illinois. And then despite winning earlier in the week, number 10, Indiana lost to Rutgers in a very low-scoring game, 63-48. to So those were the top 25, basically, upsets and losses for the week of week four. There are also eight teams in the top 25 that are still undefeated. Number one, Houston, Texas, UVA, Purdue, UConn, Auburn, Maryland, and Mississippi State. UVA Cavaliers is the only team that has both men and women still undefeated. Moving along to college football, it was conference championship week, and if you follow me on TikTok or Instagram, you saw that I actually dropped a conference championship preview as well as the top 25 losses yesterday. So the preview was I literally called my shot. I let you know who I thought was going to win in the conference championships, and I'm proud to say I went four and one in my power five predictions. The only one I was wrong about was the first one, and man, was I happy to be wrong. So starting Friday in the Pac-12, it was a rematch of number four USC versus number 11 Utah. The Utes were literally the only thing standing between USC and the CFP. The two teams were tied at half, but when USC's quarterback Caleb Williams got injured on a 59-yard run, not sure what he did, either tweaked a hip or a hamstring or something that's still a little unknown, but after that, the Trojans were done. Utah scored 23 points in the fourth quarter alone, and they ended up winning by that much, so USC is out of the college football playoff. The big matchup in the Big 12 did not disappoint. Undefeated number three, TCU, was trailing before scoring a touchdown and a two-point conversion in the final two minutes of the game to take the game to overtime. TCU then got to the one-yard line and had two plays to punch it in, but fell short. Number 10, Kansas State sealed the championship with a field goal in overtime to hand the Horn Frogs their first loss of the season so now we're on tender hooks whether TCU will be in the college football playoff 
I knew it. You knew it. We all knew number 14 LSU was going to lose to number one Georgia. And sure enough, the dogs were winning 35-10 at half. Hope you took the over in that game because the final score was 50-30. to Going outside the Power Five for a second because this was a top 25 loss. Number 18, Tulane, put up the first 10 points on the board in the American Championship, and they never looked back. The Green Wave beat number 22, UCF, by 17. This is their first American Athletic Conference Championship ever. Going to the ACC, number nine, Clemson handled number 23, UNC, with ease. Things went downhill fast for the Tar Heels, who went scoreless after half. The Tigers won by 29. However, two things of importance to note here. Both teams going into the ACC championship were coming off a loss. And then also, DJ Uyunglele, the quarterback for Clemson, And yes, I pronounced his name right. Trust me, I've said it many, many times. He was benched, so expect to see news on him later. And then even though it's not a top 25 loss, I will hit on the Big Ten Championship. Number two, Michigan beat Purdue 43-22 to to capture their second straight Big Ten title. So as for the college football playoff, our final four has been announced, and despite losing, TCU stayed number three. But I will say the biggest thing that happened, obviously, was USC losing on Friday night. The Buckeyes became huge Utah fans on Friday as the loss of USC allowed Ohio State in as number four. So our semis will be number one Georgia versus number four Ohio State and number two Michigan versus number three TCU all on New Year's Eve. It will actually be Michigan TCU first at three o'clock and then at seven o'clock. Georgia, Ohio State. This is the first college football playoff without both Bama and Clemson. Also this week, we have announced the Heisman finalists. They are all quarterbacks this year, and it is Georgia quarterback Stenson Bennett, TCU Max Duggan, Ohio State CJ Stroud, and USC Caleb Williams. So basically, because we only have one game left of the regular season, which is just Army, Navy, and I'll get to that later, prepare yourself for all kinds of transfer portal alerts, coaching changes, and draft declarations. So to start, to the transfer portal is Clemson's quarterback, DJ Uyunglele, is a big one, already declared. He is one of many, many. There are many tweets today about like the lines for grocery stores and stuff during the pandemic. That is pretty much the transfer portal equivalent of today. Coaching changes. Also this week, I know we had a lot last week, but don't worry, we're still continuing the coaching carousel. So Deion Sanders from Jackson State has officially accepted the Colorado job, so he will now be moving to Boulder. Scott Satterfield has also accepted the job at Cincinnati that was vacated by Fickle last week. This means there is now an opening at Louisville. And then also for draft declarations, one of the ones I really wanted to note, Florida quarterback Anthony Richardson, as well as, and this is a big one, Ohio State wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba. So he's also known as JSN. He will forego the college football playoff. That being said, we also don't know whether he was going to be healthy enough to be able to play. So, But he has said that he will forego the CFP and will declare for the draft. So obviously a lot of those declarations coming out today as well. Those were just two I wanted to note before this podcast dropped. Moving along to the NFL, it was week 13. Also, just so that you know, as a listener... 
NFL season actually continues into the new year with a new expanded playoff system and all of that. So regular season does not end in December, or I would have said that in the upcoming this month. So we are on week 13 and seven games were close. And we even had a very hated by Americans tie. So we saw the return to football for Deshaun Watson. He is now playing for the Browns and actually played against his former team, the Texans. The Browns took the W, but not a ton of thanks to the offense. Three touchdowns were actually scored without the offense even taking the field. And they only won by 13. The Steelers beat the Falcons by three. The Packers stopped their losing streak, beating the Bears by nine. The Lions flat out destroyed the Jags, putting up 40 on the Jacksonville team. The Vikings got to 10 wins after winning against the Jets by five. But man, the Commanders, who had just won six of their last seven games, and the Giants ended in a tie. That means we went into overtime, and neither team scored in the 10 minutes of extra time that was given. So that's how we end with a tie. And yes, people hate it. We've already had one previously this season, which was the Colts versus the Texans. And here we go. We have another one. Both teams did have at least two possessions, and the Giants missed a 58-yard field goal at the end of time. So they tried, I will say. <laughs> the Ravens won in, low, in a low-scoring game against the Broncos, literally 10-9, to and they lost their quarterback, Lamar, during the game. So that one hurts big time for the Baltimore team. The Bengals have had the Chiefs' number over the last few seasons, and this one was no different. Quarterback Joe Burrow led the 10-point charge in the fourth quarter to win by three over the Kansas City team. In a pretty big upset, the Raiders beat the Chargers by a touchdown, and the Cowboys tied their franchise record of points in a single quarter with 33 points in just 11 minutes in the fourth to annihilate the Colts 54-19. to Oh, also five turnovers from the Colts helps as well. So let's go over some of the NFL standings as we are getting closer to the end of season and we've had some teams be eliminated from playoffs already. So the Texans and the Bears have both been eliminated. In the NFC, we have the Eagles leading the way with 11 wins, followed by the Vikings at 10, and the Cowboys sit in third with nine. In the NFC, it's nice. We have a team at 11 wins, 10 wins, nine wins, eight wins. It's a nice little like aesthetic appeal there. But the AFC is a much tighter race. Near the top, we have the Bills and the Chiefs at nine wins apiece, and then three other teams at eight wins behind them. That's the Ravens, the Bengals, and the Dolphins. The Bills currently sit on top as they have the tiebreaker in a head-to-head -head win over the Chiefs for the first round bye in the AFC. That's all if this everything remains the same, which you know it never does. Victor Hovland has joined Tiger Woods as the only other back-to-back -back winner of the Hero World Challenge. Masters champion Scotty Scheffler made a nice play at the lead and was tied after a chip-in for Eagle, but only for about four minutes because then Hovland actually birdied his next hole as well. And then Scheffler proceeded to give some strokes back with a couple of bogeys to follow. It did come down to the final hole, though, because we did have some drama as Hovland had to take a penalty penalty drop in an effort to save bogey. He did hole out from 20 feet for that bogey though to win by two. 
Also this week, it dropped that the Live Tour will also be adding three new events next year, including Mexico, Singapore, and Spain, which will be nice for some of the Spaniards we have on the Live Tour. So with the addition of Australia that was previously introduced, keeps upping the stakes for the new league next year. We have a little bit of Olympic news, exciting news basically for the Boston Marathon, two-time Olympic gold medalist. Yulid Kipchoge will make his Boston Marathon debut for the race in 2023. That is scheduled for April 17th. And Chipogi has said that he has wanted to compete in the major marathons. Boston will be the fifth of the sixth and with New York actually being the sixth. But he has no final date of when he will compete in that race. So he also holds the Berlin Marathon record at about, I believe it's two hours and a minute. So it is nice to get to see some big time marathon star power in the Boston Marathon this year. And then finally, we have to finish with the World Cup as it is unfortunate, but Team USA is out. But going back to the beginning of last week, we had to win on Tuesday against Iran to make it out of our group stage, and we managed a close 1-0 to zero win. It also took years off my life as literally Iran made a final amazing play on goal, and it was just literally terrifying. <laughs> so it was a great game. It felt a lot more exciting than just one to zero. And then so we went on to the round of seven, 16 for just the seventh time and we went to play the Netherlands. However, that game obviously did not go well, although we had a killer shot on goal within the first literally two minutes of the game and Netherlands actually changed goalies. We were actually trailing 2-0 at half. We then tried to mount a comeback scoring a goal and we were in control for a while, but the Netherlands just struck on every chance they got. Literally, it was like one for one on shots on goal and goals. They truly know how to finish their shots and their plays on goal and it just changes so quickly. So Team USA falls to the Netherlands 3-0. to zero. USA and the Netherlands were two of just five teams to be unbeaten after group play. So the Netherlands continues into the quarterfinals. Other team news is Germany and Mexico were out in the group stage. That is two pretty big upsets. Also, France lost to Tunisia and still made it out of their group. They actually still won their group, but that was a big upset as well. And then finally, today we had the first game to go to penalty kicks, a shootout, Japan versus Croatia. They were tied 1-1 after regulation and extra time. Croatia wins on PKs 3-1. All right, so that wraps up what went on over the last week. Now let's go over what to watch this upcoming week. So we're going to start with NBA basketball. On Tuesday night, we have the Lakers at the Cavaliers at 6.30 p.m. on TNT. So LeBron's current team versus his former team. Then the Mavericks at the Nuggets at 9, also on TNT. Wednesday, you can catch the Hawks at the Knicks at 6.30 on ESPN. And then a battle of some of the top teams in the league, the Celtics at the Suns at 9 p.m. on ESPN. Friday, catch the Lakers at the 76ers at 6.30 on ESPN, followed by the Bucks at the Mavericks at 9. And then a game on primetime on ABC on Saturday, the Celtics at the Warriors at 7.30. 
30. Going on to NCAA basketball, again, I only announce on here the ranked versus ranked games just to shorten the podcast. On Tuesday, we will see our first ranked versus ranked matchup with 17 Illinois at number two Texas at 6 p.m. on ESPN. They actually play at Madison Square Garden. Then we have to go all the way to Saturday where we have two ranked versus ranked matchups and one within the top 10. Number eight, Alabama at number one, Houston. They will play at two on ABC, followed by number 10, Arizona at number 14, Indiana at 6.30 p.m. on Fox. Then Sunday, you can catch number 13, Maryland at number seven, Tennessee to wrap up ranked first ranked matchups. They will play at 3.30 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. For, again, just to reiterate, this week we only have one game for college football. It is Navy at Army. They will play at 2 p.m. on CBS. College game day will be in attendance. And then we have the Heisman Trophy presentation. That will be at 7 p.m. on ESPN. In the NFL, we have got Monday Night Football tonight, the Saints at the Bucks at 7.15 on ESPN. Thursday Night Football will be the Raiders at the Rams at 7.15 on Prime. Then Sunday, we have seven games at noon on Fox or CBS. The Fox games are the Battle of the Texas Teams, the Texans at the Cowboys, the Vikings at the Lions, and the Eagles at the Giants. Followed, CBS will be at the same time. Jets at the Bills, the Browns at the Bengals, the Jaguars at the Titans, and the Ravens at the Steelers. Then on CBS at 3.05, you can catch the Chiefs at the Broncos, followed by 3.25 on Fox, either the Bucks at the 49ers or the Panthers at the Seahawks. Sunday Night Football will be the Dolphins at the Chargers at 7.20 on NBC. Monday Night Football next Monday will be the Patriots at the Cardinals at 7.15. This week, the PGA Tour participates in the QBE shootout round one will be on Friday that will you can catch that at noon on golf channel Saturday will be the second round as uh, at 1230 on golf channel followed by 130 on NBC and then on Sunday the final round of the QBE will be at noon on golf channel and one on NBC This week, only three NHL games are featured on regular season TV. Wednesday, the Sabres at the Capitals at 6.30 on TNT and the Rangers at the Golden Knights at 9. Then followed on Sunday, the Avalanche at the Blues at 2 p.m. on ESPN. Other games will be on Hulu, so check out the blog for those. We do have some Olympic sports also going on this week. Saturday, you can catch swimming at 3.30 p.m. on NBC and then figure skating at Turin, Italy at 3 p.m. on NBC on Sunday. But everything you really need to know is obviously in the world of soccer. So for the World Cup today, we had Japan versus Croatia and Brazil versus Korea with Croatia and Brazil moving on. Also, today is the national championship for the women's NCAA soccer tournament, the UNC Tar Heels versus UCLA Bruins. That was today at 5 on ESPNU. Tuesday, the final round of 16 games will be Morocco versus Spain at 9 a.m. on Fox and then Portugal versus Switzerland at 1 on Fox. Then we don't have any games until Friday when the quarterfinals begin, starting with Croatia versus Brazil at 9 a.m. on Fox, then the Netherlands versus Argentina at 1. 
Saturday's first quarterfinal will be the winner of Morocco versus Spain versus the winner of Portugal versus Switzerland. That game will be at 9 a.m. on Fox, followed by the two big heavyweights, England versus France at 1 p.m. on Fox. So let's see if France can continue their defending World Cup title. And then just so that y'all know, semifinals will be Tuesday, Wednesday of the next week. Then Saturday will be the third place match and Sunday, the World Cup final on the 18th. That wraps it up for me this week. It was a great run by Team USA for the men's national team. We will see them again in 2026 as we are guaranteed a spot as host. But don't worry, we have the Women's World Cup next year, so we won't have to wait that long. As always, check out the blog, The Girlfriend's Guide to Sports, Traditional Stories, and Game Times. I'll catch y'all next week.